Hey everyone, I'm Justin Fiedler and this is Dirt Tracker Conversations. My guest this time on the show is about to start her rookie campaign with the IRA Sprint Car Series and she's going to do it while still going to college and working anywhere from 20 to 40 hours per week. When you want something bad enough, you find a way and Bailey Goldsberry is a perfect example of that struggle that many in dirt racing find themselves in. How do you earn a living, continue to grow as a human, but still go do that thing you love? In her case, it's driving 410 sprint cars. She joins me to talk about her career, rising through the ranks, learning from cousin Jordan, what her expectations are for her rookie season, working to find those all important sponsors and a lot more. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Bailey Goldsberry. Bailey, you are getting ready to embark on your rookie season with the IRA Sprint Car season or sp- uh, Sprint Car Series, and you guys are going to open at 34 Raceway, which is a track you have a ton of experience at. So, does it make you a little more comfortable knowing you're going into that first race at a racetrack you've been to a bunch of times before? Yeah, I mean, we've been to 34 Raceway several times in a 305 and in a 360, so we've had plenty of opportunity to kind of learn how that track works and what we need to do to make ourselves a little better off when we make our way up there but I've also been in the 410 a couple of times and um, I think that that's helped make me a little more comfortable as far as when we get ready to go instead of being so nervous you know a track that we've been to and a car that we've sat in so what do you think so far about your 410 experience I know you've done what you did what three or four races last year Um, you know kind of give me an idea what's that it was three or four. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no. I just, I, you know, I, I know you did a few, but like, how did those go? And, and what, you know, what were you kind of wanting to get accomplished in those first couple of starts? Um, I think that for them being our first time in a 410, everything went really well. We weren't really, it wasn't, wasn't like we were going out there and saying, okay, we're going to go win this one because, you know, it was the first time in a 410, but, um, considering it was the first time that we'd been out in it. I think we did really good. We got some good seat time, um, some good laps and got a feel for the car so that, you know, when we actually go make our big rookie debut that we've got a couple of laps under our belt, just to be sure we know what we're doing. What is the biggest difference when you jump from 305, 360 up to 410? Is it the car or is it the competition or is it both? Um, I would say it's a little bit of both. Um, going from the 360 to the 410, the 410 was a more responsive car. Obviously, it's got more horsepower, more get up and go. But the other drivers that you're around are also really different. Um, you don't see as many people who are just out there driving like nobody's business and, you know, just trying to get to the front no matter what it takes and going to wreck everybody. You know, we kind of found that a lot in the 360s. But from what I saw when we raced with IRA, there were a lot of clean drivers, a lot of people who were there to do good, but, you know, not to hinder anybody else's night at the same time. What is it about IRA that you decided to go that direction? Obviously, you being from Illinois, you've got MOA and Sprint Invaders and some other things that are kind of in that general area also. And you could obviously run a track weekly, but why, why IRA? Why that direction? Um, really the only 410 wing series that's like actually more around where we're from is MOA. Um, 
the drivers there are more, I would, I would say that they're not, it's not as professional. It's more of a go have fun and, you know, make a couple laps and then head home as to where IRA, you know, you're at different tracks all the time. You're at tracks that are better prepped for what you're there to do. And you're with drivers who know how to handle their cars and what they need to do to, you know, make things right. And it's kind of, I feel like I'm a little bit safer with the IRA drivers and it's just that they're people who've been doing it for a long time and there's nobody out there um, that's just going to have fun and doesn't it doesn't affect them when something happens to somebody else. In, in kind of going that direction, your, your cousin Jordan has obviously been competing in that series, picked up a win last year. How important has his influence been on you as, as you kind of rose through the ranks and, and made the decisions you've made? Um, well, Jordan was the reason that I started racing. Um, I wanted a race car when I was four because he drove race cars and he's, he's 10 years older than I am. So he's got, um, kind of a head start on everything and he kind of gets a feel for what he likes and how things go. And obviously he doesn't make our decisions for us, but, you know, having him to kind of guide us in some of our decisions and give us a little bit of inside information on how things go from a driving perspective when he's been doing it is really, really helpful. How is it like with your guys's relationship? I mean, are you able to ask him about setups and about driving and, and all those types of things, or do you guys kind of try to keep that separate? Um, we, you know, we really, obviously he's got more experience than I do. So, <laughs> um, as far as do I help him out any really, not really, but, um, you know, if I've got a question about something, Jordan's always been more than willing to answer and to help me out um, to do really anything he could for us. So, you know, if there's something that we need to know or something that he thinks is inf information that we should be hearing, um, most of the time that's just something that, you know, we talk about and it's not anything. I mean, you don't have friends on the racetrack for say, but, you know, we still, we don't, you know, cut each other off when we're at the racetrack. What are your expectations this year with IRA? You know, obviously you have limited 410 starts and, and this is going to be your first time seeing a lot of these racetracks, but what do you think you can get accomplished this season? Um, honestly, the only thing that we're really hoping for is some good seat time, good laps. Um, we, we just want some time behind the wheel and the best finishes that we can. You know, I haven't really had too many, too many times where, I had something bite me and I haven't really had any big major wrecks. I've only had one or two and not that, you know, that's going to affect how I drive the car, but we don't want any wrecks if we don't have to have them. Um, we just want the good clean laps and to build good relationships with everybody <clears throat> and to have fun. Your Twitter feed has kind of been full of, you know, race car shots of you guys kind of preparing and, and, you know, getting cars together and building and all of these things, you know, how much have you been helping with that? You know, what's your off season prep kind of look like as you get ready for this first season? Um, truthfully, I have so much going on between school and work, um, that my dad has been a huge contributing factor behind the scenes for getting everything ready to go for the next season. Um, and, it's been like that for a while, you know, I am full-time in college and work anywhere between 20 and 40 hours a week, most of the time on top of that. Um, and it's kind of a difficult thing then to come home and have homework and have to deal with that. But that also is going to kind of reflect onto our racing season where 
I go to clinicals for school from 7 a.m. until 4.30 p.m. And then I've got to go work until nine o'clock at night and then come home and do homework and, you know, somewhere fit in their race car to go race every every weekend. And it's going to be a challenge for sure. But, um, you know, we think it's doable and something that we can accomplish. So but it wouldn't be possible if my dad wasn't out there doing what he's doing. And, you know, I appreciate that. So where are you going to school and what are you going to school for? I currently am at a community college where we're from. It's called Lincoln Land, and I am studying radiography. Um, so basically, diagnostic X-rays and imaging. And then, where, what, like, what's your job? What do you, what, what work do you do when you leave school? Um, well, I have clinicals for that. So basically, I practice the trade at a hospital um, several times a week, and then I am a patient access specialist for the big community hospital that's here where we're at. How are you, like, have you kind of thought through how you're going to balance all of this with school and, and work and then go racing? You know, is that like, you know, can you, are you gonna have to take days off? Or are you gonna have to miss school to be able to get some of these races in? Um, it's going to be a lot of late nights and, you know, probably several sleepless ones because my school's attendance has a basically zero absence policy. And, um, I, you know, I, still live at home, but I still have bills to pay. And so days off and days off of school really aren't really won't make much sense for me from a, you know, financial and educational aspect, but that doesn't mean that I can't do the homework on the road to the races or, you know, that I don't try to see what I can get transferred to an online format instead of um, on campus. And, you know, like I said, it's definitely gonna be a challenge and it's really gonna, be a, it's going to be long days almost every day. So, but is, it's is, doable. And is it possible that you're going to miss races because of these things? Um, I, I would hope not. Um, a lot of the majority of my school stuff is Monday through Thursday, which we're fortunate for, um, because almost all the races are, you know, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So that's helpful that that's when my schooling is off for the week. Um, but we're going <clears> to, <throat> pardon me, we're going to try, um, I'm going to try to just get my hours set to do um, work right after school and get my few hours in there and then hopefully come home and work on a race car overnight and then go back and do it all again the next morning. I know you're super young, but you have like a lot of racing experience at this point. And, and I talked to Tanner Holmes last week, who is uh, running outlaw sprints and, and or outlaw um, carts and in sprint cars this year. And he's 17. He's already been racing for like 11 years. And I know you're probably like in a fairly similar situation where you've been running for probably 14, 15 years at this point. But, you know, give me an idea of your kind of upbringing in racing. I know you did quarter midgets and some micros, but, you know, were you just racing around Illinois? You know, did you get an opportunity to travel? Like what, you know, what was that kind of journey? like um when we started in quarter midgets i was four and a half years old and we raced around i'd say central illinois pretty often but we also made our way down to huntsville alabama almost every thanksgiving for the it was called the turkey gobbler and it was like this big week-long race and they served thanksgiving dinner and it was it was always fun um we went to that almost every year and we went out to rio linda california when i was five or six for the Western Grands, I think it was. And um, 
we've been, we were in Ohio in swine barns in the middle of winter sometimes. Um, I, I don't know, we'd been kind of all over the place. Um, but a lot of this, a lot of the racing was centered around uh, central Illinois, but we were fortunate enough to be able to travel when those races came up that we could make it to. And we got out of quarter midgets when I was, I want to say 10 and went to the micro sprint. And for that, we primarily just raced around central Illinois. That wasn't something that really for me as a driver, it just, it wasn't a car that clicked and we never really had good results with that. But after we, you know, got over the hump with that and moved into a 305 sprint car, we started, you know, going to Iowa, a couple places in Missouri, and then some Illinois. And since then, now we're going to Wisconsin all the time and Iowa and all over the place. So I guess we just keep expanding. How was the, the leap from kind of micros into a 305? Did it take you a while to get comfortable or did you jump in and kind of go right away? Um, I, I don't know. I was, I was like 14 or 15 maybe. And I, I was ready to get out of the micro. So I think that that really helped push me into the 305 and kind of just got in it. And the first time I got in it, I put it in the wall on a practice day and, uh, we still got back in it, but it was, it was never really a huge leap to get from point A to point B. Um, and we, I feel like we had pretty good success, you know, with the first season when we went out, we didn't really have any major problems or struggles. And, you know, like I said, we have always had Jordan behind our back and he definitely helped us out there when we made that transition. So, but you've been a winner, like at nearly every level, right? You won it, you won in, in quarter midgets, you won in micros, you won in three Oh five sprint cars, correct? Yeah. Um, we had a couple of feature wins in three Oh fives. And then we had, I want to say two in three sixties, maybe one. Um, and several heat races all distributed through there. So it's not like we've not had success. It's just like not as much success as I guess I want to see myself having. Um, but I know that that comes with time and there's a lot of people who have a lot more seat time and a lot more experience than I have. And, you know, it's always been like that. It'll always be like that. So that's just something that we have to work, work towards. And, you know, we get there one day. Walk me through the decision now to to jump to 410. Obviously, you know, we talked about your couple of starts last year and, and now this direction uh, for this season, but but why 410s and, and why now? Um, 410s has always been kind of the end goal, and that was where we wanted to end up ultimately. <sighs> Honestly, why did we go now? I really don't – there was – oh, okay. Well, we blew – so we blew a 360 motor last year. And my dad said, well, do you want to put a new 360 motor in it? Or do you just want to put the 410 in it and go? And I was like, let's just go. So we put a 410 in it and, and now we don't have any 360 motors left. And now we're only going to race 410. So it was, it, it was kind of spur of the moment, but it was also, you know, I think it was the right time for us to go. It, it just wasn't something that was planned for us to just all of a sudden hop in a 410 and there we are. Where do you kind of see this going? Do you hope to be, uh, you know, with the All-Stars or World of Outlaws at some point? Is this just something you want to do for fun? You know, what, what, what have you kind of thought about in terms of direction? Um, honestly, I really haven't. I really haven't thought a lot about direction. Um, racing has always been something that we wanted to do for fun. And we wanted to have fun doing it and have a good time. And even if you don't have the best night, you still were there. You were there to have fun and do the best you could. Um, 
And that's kind of what's important. So there's not really a huge definite plan for where we want to go or what we want to do. We kind of just take it as it comes. And if we have that opportunity and think it's feasible and something that, you know, we could benefit from, then yeah, of course, you know, we would move forward with it. But, you know, like I said, of course we want to win, but you know, at the end of the day, it's just something, it's something that me and dad do and um, we've always done and had fun doing it. So that's what we want to keep doing. Obviously it takes money to go racing and, and 410 sprint cars are, are not cheap by any stretch of the imagination. And you, you obviously partners and sponsors and all those things. How do you find time to go try to, you know, develop those relationships when you're, when you're going to college, when you're working and still trying to race? Um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the sponsors that we have, um, fortunately have actually reached out to us. Um, and a lot of the companies that, started as one thing, they kind of grew into something else. And so now we've got them still on there. Um, we made, we, for several years, made an effort to go to the PRI show in Indy. Um, last year we didn't make it, but well, they didn't have it because of the coronavirus stuff, but, um, we would go talk to our, all of our people there, keep up our good relationships, um, try to find more if, you know, there was anybody who wanted to be on a 410 sprint car or a 360 or whatever sprint car we were, working on at that time. Um, it's definitely a challenge to go try to find people who are willing to kind of just hand over their money, especially with how everything has been, you know, gas here is $3 and 10 cents a gallon. I don't know how many people I would be handing my money over to, but you know, we've kind of had, we've had several little bouts of luck with our sponsors. And once we, you know, get a good one on the side of the car, they've wanted to thankfully stay around for a while. And, you know, we really appreciate everything that, you know, Lone Wolf Petroleum is our big one and they've helped us out a lot. Do you think it's helped you to maybe find sponsors or, or you know, maybe build those relationships now that you're going to be out on a series like IRA that's going to travel and kind of has a bigger footprint and, and is kind of more visible? Yeah. I mean, like, so Lone Wolf Petroleum that's on the side of our car now and has been for the last couple of years, they're out of Texas. And, um, we, you know, we're, we're from Illinois. We don't, we don't have a lot to offer them by showing off their oil company on the side of our car in central Illinois. But the further you go and the more that you do and the better you do, and the more your name is out there, the more that these people are going to see, you know, those sponsors on the side of that car. And that definitely, I feel like will help, you know, get some more sponsors or keep the ones that we have and make them happier. You are obviously in a unique situation. There's not many women driving 410 sprint cars around the country. Um, and, and I'm wondering what the reception is like for you. Do you have, you know, a, a, a fan base that's buying your shirts and is, you know, excited to see you show up? You know, are you, are you at a point now where people maybe still don't quite know who you are? Where, where do you kind of stand right now, do you think? Um, I think that we're kind of in between, um, the fan base that we have has been following us for a long time. Um, like you said earlier, we've been doing this for, this is going to be our 16th season. So that's a long time. Um, and the people that, you know, continuously come back and buy shirts have been buying shirts or, you know, anything else for several years. And, you know, now we're going into the, we're going to Wisconsin now, and I've only been up there twice and, there's not a ton of people up there that, you know, maybe know who I am, but they know who Jordan is. And I feel like that kind of, you know, helps us out a little bit. At least they know we're actually can, can drive a race car. Um, 
but you know, we try to keep up with social media and put everything out there that we can and, um, you know, help grow the fan base as much as we can and just go with it. Have you thought about the opportunity too, that you're going to be with IRA being on flow racing all season. So you're going to be, you know, on these races that are streaming across the country. Have you thought about the kind of impact that that's going to have also? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a big deal that you get to be, you basically, you get to be on TV all the time and that's, you know, kind of a crazy thing. Um, it's kind of exciting considering, you know, we sit in here in our living room and watch flow racing or dirt vision all the time. And it's kind of bizarre to think that, Oh, well, somebody's sitting there watching me, you know, I'm curious as you kind of get ready for the season, there's going to be a lot of places you're going to go to that you've never been before. And how do you prepare for those places? Are you, you know, are you an iRacer? Are you going to be on Dirt Vision or Flow watching old videos? You know, are you, do you have other drivers besides Jordan that you could talk to, you know, before you go to these places? What's that kind of prep look like as you get ready to go to some of these places? Um, I haven't ever had, you know, any opportunities to do anything with iRacing. So that's kind of out, but the watching videos on Dirt Vision and Flow Racing from previous races there, that is going to be super helpful having access to that. Um, and then, of course, we talk to Jordan, see what Jordan's got to say. We've got a couple of other people who, you know, might know the area or might, you know, have a couple of suggestions here or there, but kind of go in pretty blind. I mean, but, you know, that's part of it and it's part of the fun. You just go out there and you do your best and see what happens. What, uh, when you are you know, like, I'm always curious about the relationship between a driver and, and their crew, um, and like the type of feedback that they give. So like, what kind of a feedback driver are you? Are you coming in saying, I need to feel this and I'm feeling that, or are you saying like, you know, I'm this, you know, the car's loose or the car's tight and you let them make the decisions. Are you coming and saying like, Oh, we need to change this bar, make this wing adjustment. Like where do you kind of stand in, in terms of your feedback? Um, you know, my dad really knows the most about between the two of us, he knows the most about, um, what to do when I say the car's doing something that I either do or don't like. Um, so typically I come in and give him a, give him a little bit of a rundown of what happened and say, rather, I think it was loose or tight. And then he gives me what he thinks he saw. And then, you know, we kind of make a mutual decision, but really, you know, he, he plays a huge factor into that. And, for the most part, if I, if I tell him it's loose and he has an idea, then we go with that idea because, you know, he's got, the, he's got more of the knowledge behind it than I do. Um, so do you, we just do you kinda, guys ever disagree? Um, yeah, sometimes, but not really like, not really a lot. I suck at, I kind of, I kind of suck at giving feedback because he wants feedback as soon as I get out of the car but I just want to take a breather for a second. And so we, you know, we get a little heated sometimes, but it's really not the end of the world. And we just, we, we just pretend it didn't happen and go on. <laughs> Does he ever get frustrated with you with, with lines you're running or, you know, ways you drive the car? Um, so he sometimes not really. Um, he knows that I'm the one out there driving the car. And so I just kind of, do whatever I do while I'm in the car. And, you know, he's got suggestions when I come in and he voices those suggestions and, you know, I take those, what I take them for. And usually I do take them into pretty good consideration because, you know, another perspective is always good. Um, but at the same time, he also knows that I'm the one driving the race car. And if I couldn't get it where I needed it, then, you know, that's how it is. 
but there's been several times where he comes in, where I come in and it's, well, why were you running it there? So <laughs> it happens. But where, where is kind of the rest of your family at in, in, in terms of your racing? Are they super pumped and behind you? You know, are they like, oh, you know, there she is going, going to the racetrack again. You know, what, where do they kind of stand on your racing? Um, you know, truthfully, like our, the rest of our family is really Jordan and his dad and then Jordan's wife. Um, and you know, my mom really isn't involved in the racing stuff. Um, she keeps herself updated as she pleases. Um, but my boyfriend is always super excited. He's always, well, where are you going this weekend? Where can I watch it on flow? Can I come, you know, all that. So he's always excited and that's always fun to fun to have. Do your like classmates at school, do the people you work with, do they know that you do this? Um, most of them. Yes. Most of them know that I do it. Um, a lot of them are like, what really? Like you drive a race car. Yeah. I drive a race car. <laughs> um, but it's not, it's not something, it's not something that a lot of people know about around here. So to walk up to somebody and say, Oh, I drive a 410 sprint car. Um, some of the people, you know, that I go to class with or I work with, they just, they don't understand. Um, so it's not something that's a huge conversation all of the time. It's just a fun fact about me and that's it because they just don't, they don't know or they don't understand. You being from Illinois, there's obviously an opportunities to go in a lot of different directions in terms of, of racing and, and even inside of dirt racing, you know, there's, there's light models, there's midgets, there's all these other things that you could do in, in Illinois and Indiana. And I'm curious why you went the sprint car route was just, you know, was that because Jordan was doing that and that was the direction that made the most sense to you? Or, you know, was there some other reason? Um, honestly, there really wasn't a huge reason why we went one way or the other. Um, we've always been like an open wheel family and we've never, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of midgets. Like I like to watch them, but I, I don't know that I want to put myself in one. Um, that's just not really been where my interest is. And, you know, my interest has always been kind of a 410 wing sprint car. And so that's just kind of where we went. Um, there's not really any huge rhyme or reason behind it. That's just where we ended up. <laughs> As you look around, are there other things you want to do? I mean, do you want to try a late model or do you want to get in some other type of race car pavement or something? I mean, honestly, I'm where I want to be because I've never, you know, been super intrigued by midgets. I've never been super interested in late models or modifies any of that stuff. And quite honestly, a lot of the pavement stuff to me is pretty boring. So, you know, you don't have all of the slide jobs and all of the high speed laps and the sliding through the corners and up on the cushion. You just don't have all of that on asphalt or pavement. So to me, that's just not quite as fun. So I think we're, we're where we want to be. As you look at the IRA schedule, you're getting ready to kind of embark on is what, you know, is there a track or a couple of tracks you're like super pumped to get to this year? Um, I, don't really have anything that I'm super excited to go for because I mean, overall I'm excited to go and get to try and be at all of the new tracks. Um, I, the majority of them, I haven't even haven't been to. And the only reason that I you know know that they're there is because Jordan raced there. So for me to get to go to all these new places is the excitement itself. 
the IRA is kind of like, I feel like it's a little bit wide open this year with, with Baylog kind of stepping away to go, to go to the all-stars. And, you know, obviously there's a ton of guys that have a lot of experience, you know, they're going to still be racing, but you know, what are your kind of overall thoughts of the IRA championship this year? You know, is, is, is Jordan somebody we can take a look at for, you know, who, who could win that thing? Or is it somebody else? Is it a, you know, a, uh, you know, a, a Scotty Neitzel or a Russell Borland or some of these other guys, who do you think? You know, there from what I've seen with everybody that's up there racing with IRA, they're all they're all super great guys as far as people as and how you know they've talked to me. I've talked to them, wonderful people. Um, and they're equally as good drivers, you know. Everybody's really they seem all pretty clean. Um, they're all really talented. So to me, really, it's kind of all just wide open. And you know, I kind of feel like it's gonna be a who can go and be consistent and do what they need to do and get the job done. It's not, I don't have anybody specific in mind, you know, I just think that they're, I think they're all pretty capable of getting up there and doing it. They're all really great drivers as far as what I've seen. Are there other races where we might see you at this year, you know, besides IRA stuff, is there local stuff you want to try? I mean, are you going to maybe make an outlaw start or an all-star start at some point this season? Um, we haven't really discussed doing anything outside of the IRA stuff. That's an you know, be the first priority since we're trying to run for the rookie of the year stuff. But as far as, you know, some local races, we might here and there go to a local race every now and then. Um, but that's not, definitely not where our focus is. Um, we, you know, if we get adventurous, maybe make an all-star start or an outlaw start, but, you know, we'll just kind of see what happens. And if we have, you know, the weekend time to go do that where IRA isn't busy or isn't racing, then, you know, we have the opportunity to do that. Nice. Well, I certainly appreciate the time today. Uh, let me, uh, let me get the plugs. Where, where can we keep up with you? You know, who are the sponsors that are helping you? Where can we buy merch? Uh, give me, give me the full rundown. Um, so our big sponsors right now, we've got Lone Wolf Petroleum. Um, we just partnered with Swindell Speed Labs and K1 Race Gear. Um, and then we've got the Pure Max Racing Oil and PMX Lines and Fittings, um, Maxim Chassis, FK Rodins, Ultra Sealed Race Products. Um, Come on, you got to remember them all. I know. I think I think that's most of them. I'm trying to. Well, I, we've got Rock Solid uh, Lawn Care and Landscaping and Hilltop Nursery, um, and then Campbell Auto Body does all of our paint work for us. But um, they're all really helpful and we appreciate all that they do for us. And, you know, they, most of them have been around for a long time and we really appreciate that. As far as keeping up with, keeping up with us, we're on um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and we have baileygoldspray.com. Um, I can send you those links and everything. I want to say that the Twitter is BG racing Four, and the Instagram is Bailey underscore Goldsberry underscore racing. Um, and the Facebook is just Bailey Goldsberry racing. You can really, to order anything, you can just message any of those accounts. Or, of course, you know, we'll have T-shirts at the trailer. Um, right now, it's looking like we're just going to have some T-shirts and maybe a couple of sweatshirts this year as far as uh, merchandise. But uh, we might have a couple of can koozies or hats laying around somewhere if somebody was really wanting something. So, well, the, And the new T-shirt design I saw, I think you tweeted that today, actually, or yesterday. Yeah, I think we've put it out this morning, I want to yeah. say. And it, you know, we're really happy with that. I think, um, something different, super cool, you know, nice. Well, everybody can keep up with you all season long with the IRA sprint cars. And, uh, thanks for the time. Thank you so much for having me.
The IRA Sprint Cars kick off their 2021 season in just a few weeks on April 10th at 34 Raceway in Iowa. From there, the series will hit tracks in Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois, and Michigan, ending with the September 25th race at Plymouth Dirt Track. Keep up with Bailey's rookie season all year long via her social media channels and watch the IRA live on Flow Racing. You can find the Dirt Tracker podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. You can also watch the shows on YouTube. For more cool dirt racing stuff, visit DirtTracker.com and follow Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok.